Do you find yourself struggling with emotions? You know you're feeling things, but you don't really understand what it is, let alone how to process it all. Do you find yourself in the same cycle of uncontrollable emotions like depression, anxiety, anger, fear? Are your emotions causing you to do things you don't want to be doing, like yelling at your family, eating too much, not sleeping enough? As my fellow coach McCove says, you can't be emotional and logical at the same time. Listen in on this conversation as she shares all about our emotions and the important role they play in our lives. Hey, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and I'm so excited to be with you today. I am passionate about helping women just like you ditch the diet culture and transform your body from the inside out without feeling selfish or taking up all your time. I believe living healthy can be simple and fun and ultimately allow you to deepen your relationship with God and walk more fully in the purposes He has for you. I've been where you are now. I've tried the diets and even got to my goal weight, but it left me feeling just as empty, insecure, and unfulfilled as I was before. It wasn't until I drew closer to God that I experienced that true confidence I was after. So grab your Bible, notebook, and coffee and get ready to finally experience joy and freedom in your health journey. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Healthy and Empowered Living podcast. I am so excited to have um, my friend and fellow coach, Makove, with me today. Makove coaches women impacted by childhood emotional neglect through healing into maturity in Christ. I love that. She and her husband have four children and live in Alaska. Beautiful. Makove loves to learn and teach, which is why she has written three books and started a coaching business and a podcast recently, right? Yes. Awesome. Um, Yeah, and really, she's just all around an awesome inspiration. I've been following her for a while now, and I am so excited for her to come on and share all of the wisdom and inspiration um, all around emotions, um, which can just be a really hard topic to talk about. So um, yeah, I know y'all are going to enjoy this. And Makope, is there anything you want to add to that? Um, No, thank you so much for having me on. I love the chance to help women understand that God made emotions and they're not bad. Yes. Truth right there. So tell us, I mean, I know we kind of shared a little bit about you, but like, what's your story? What led you to helping other moms in the way that you do today? Um, Part of it, I don't think I can take credit for. I think it's just how God made me. If I learn something, I want to share it. I want to make somebody else's journey easier than mine was. (laughs) So um, just through my own struggle of growing up with childhood emotional neglect, not having any idea what that was. So instead, I just thought that I was always the problem that my thoughts and opinions didn't matter, that I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, If something went wrong, it had to be me. And struggling to change, like wanted so bad to be somebody positive and encouraging, and I just couldn't do it. (laughs) It didn't matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't do it. And all the Bible studies and the praying, and it just didn't work. And so when I finally when I found things that did work, I just have that passion to share. And um, like I said, just, I think just the way God made me that I learned something now, I'm like, oh, you need to know this. This is helpful. So, 
I love that. I'm totally that way too. And um, I mean, you spoke to a couple of things just in your past, like not really understanding, you know, looking back, you can say like, I, I can see the childhood emotional neglect, um, but you know, at the time you didn't recognize that. So what made you begin to recognize that there was some kind of emotional neglect that you needed to be dealing with in your past? Well, I think just becoming a mom. So my oldest is about to turn 23. Um, but becoming a mom, like just made me hyper aware of all the things I was lacking that I wanted to be able to give my kids. And so that started my journey looking for emotional tools and relational tools and everything. And it wasn't until probably 10 years ago when, you know, like my kids were all kind of hitting their teens that I heard the term childhood emotional neglect and looked into that and was like, oh, what I experienced wasn't normal. It wasn't healthy. Um, just because it was, it's very common doesn't mean it's normal or healthy. And so seeing that those behavior problems or patterns of thinking I was responsible for how everybody else felt, of thinking that I was always the problem, um, thinking that it was not a good thing to take up space, all of that stuff is very typical symptoms of childhood emotional neglect. Mm. See, I can relate to a lot of those. So yes, I'm, like I said, it's very common. Yeah. That, and I love that you said, you know, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal or, you know, that you don't need healing from that yes. um, because that's so true. I mean, what, what is common in culture, like is not really common with Jesus. <laughs> Right. <laughs> We're called to be different. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So tell me a little bit more about like what spiritual and emotional maturity means to you and why you believe it's so important. A spiritual maturity to me is being able to walk out the gospel like Jesus did. Um, people can come and attack and it doesn't ruffle you. People can follow you or not. Like your identity isn't tied up in how people treat you or what they do. Your identity is from the father and him alone. In order to be able to do that, you need to have emotional health because otherwise if, if your emotions swing based on how somebody looks at you or how they respond to your post or your dinner or <laughs> whatever it is, then you're not going to show up in maturity because the emotions, if you, you know, it's, I've heard the saying, like, you want to bring your emotions along, like they need to be with you in the car, but they never get to drive. <laughs> mm, that's good. So like, we don't want to stick them in the trunk and pretend like they don't exist, but they don't get to drive. Right. They get to sit and be the co-pilot and be like, hey, have you seen this? Did you notice that? Were we supposed to turn there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they don't get to drive. You get to take the information they're giving you and then decide where you're going to go and what you're going to do. And that takes emotional health, emotional maturity to be able to listen to them and get the information they're trying to give you instead of just giving them the steering wheel. I love that. That is such a good analogy. I always say it like our feelings are indicators not dictators but I feel like that's yes. much more clear that paints a much more understandable picture of yeah of exactly the role our emotions play yeah so what 
I guess, share with us a little bit, like, what does that journey of growing in this emotional maturity and the spiritual maturity look like? Like, what did it look like for you? And what does it look like for the women that you work with? For me, it's a kind of a parallel path of one, you have to start paying attention to yourself and you have to start because if you grew up with childhood emotional neglect, most likely you learn to put your emotions in the trunk and probably in three or four suitcases, (laughs) (laughs) you know, layers and layers deep in the Mm -hmm. trunk is probably what you learn to do with your emotions. So there's actually skills you need to learn to start even recognizing what you're feeling Mm -hmm. and actually practicing. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? What information is this trying to give me? And separating your identity and your worth from your emotions. And so like, those are actual skills you need to practice. The other part, the parallel path with that is learning to hear the Lord's voice Mm -hmm. and learning to hear his perspective because your emotions, when you don't understand them, it seems like your emotions lie to you. Mm -hmm. But what happens is we feel certain things and the enemy or other people are right there to tell us things that aren't true. So I made a big mess and mom comes in and she's frustrated. So I feel scared and I'm upset because I don't want to see mom like that. And the devil is right there to tell me it's my fault and that I shouldn't do this. And so that's where it can seem like your emotions are lying, but they're not. They're telling you you're upset, you're scared, whatever. But the enemy's right there to lie to you. Mm-hmm. And as you know, when we're emotional, we're not logical. It's easy for those lies to get in. Mm-hmm. But when we recognize this is what I'm believing and we learn to take that to the Lord and be like, okay, I believed this because of this. I'm repenting of that. I'm changing my thinking. What do you want me to think instead? Mm-hmm. And being able to hear that from him just changes everything. That's so good. Yeah, it's um, it's so important. And, and I think this kind of speaks to the spiritual maturity as well. I mean, growing in your identity in Christ really comes from, you know, being with him and filling mm-hmm. your, your heart and your mind with that truth so that it's easy to recall in those moments. So mm-hmm. not only, like you said, are you on this journey of starting to recognize your emotions in that moment that they're happening and but then also like interpreting them through the lens of the truth of Jesus right mm-hmm. oh that is so good but that can also seem really overwhelming to a mom who is like <laughs> in the middle of it I'm sure some of you who are listening can relate to this you know I from my past like I like within the last couple of years you know my kids were young and I was very spiritually immature. Like I knew about Jesus, but I really struggled. Um, I struggled in my identity and who he said I was. And so my emotions really did rule and reign my actions more often than I would like to admit. And so in those moments of I'm feeling so angry, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm, you know, yelling at my kids, throwing things across the room. Like, what's your best practical tip for like someone who is live like that's their day-to-day but they're like I know that this is not how it's supposed to be where do I start 
is start with making room for your own emotions. So I just had a conversation the other day. My oldest is about to turn 23. My youngest is five. And both of them were sitting at the table with me. And I think we were talking about she had thrown a tantrum the night before, you know, stomped her foot at me and sassed and whatever. And I'm like, you know, is that okay way to respond? No. I'm like, do you feel like I do that to you sometimes? Yes. I'm like, well, you're right. I do. However, I don't throw tantrums anywhere near like I did when your brother was your age. <laughs> <laughs> like I was way worse when he was little. Um, but what I learned is when you're having those big emotions, when you're acting worse than your children, it's because there's emotion stuffed in the trunk that you haven't dealt with and you don't know what to do with them. And so something happens in the present that reminds you of those emotions that are stuffed in the trunk and those emotions stuffed in the trunk are trying to get out because um, emotions are meant to bring information and God's word never returns to him void. So if he sent you something, even an emotion to give you a message, it's not going away until you get the message. Mm -hmm. But we stuff it in the trunk because that's what we were taught to do. There's not room for that. Nobody's got time for that. We weren't given the skills, but they're still alive and kicking. And so when something in the present reminds us of those, they kick harder, like, yes, pay attention to me. And so that comes out as overreacting and having a big grown-up tantrum yelling, raging, throwing stuff, hitting too hard, pinching, you know, like all these things that after, or sometimes even in the middle of, we're just like devastated of like, oh, I can't, I did this to my kids. Like I showed up this way again. Um, so make some space for yourself to figure out when did I feel like this before? Why this is a level three misdemeanor or whatever and I'm having a level 10 response why make the space to get curious and um like I was that mom too and so I found like the emotions thing now there's so many more but like there was this guy it was all the same face but he was making different emotions we got one of those and I needed it <laughs> just as much as they did so like I was building my emotional vocabulary as I was talking to them of like oh I think they're like we're feeling frustrated or we're feeling disappointed or because I grew up with you could be angry or you could be okay mm -hmm. that was it mm -hmm. like you couldn't really even be excited <laughs> or you know like it was just yeah we didn't have an emotional vocabulary at all so helping you need space for your big emotions so that when your kids are having big emotions, you can set there's a, yours aside and make room to hold theirs mm -hmm. and be able to say, oh, it looks like you're really frustrated or I can see how that was super disappointing or mm -hmm. you're really sad. And just because we can't be emotional and logical at the same time. And as moms, like, for one, we've got all our own emotions that we're not sure what to do with. And then we don't have a lot of energy because the kids are waking us up or they're constantly interrupting and whatever. 
so we just want to like shut it down. Like, I don't have time for this. I don't have energy for this. I don't have the tools for this. I just want to shut it down. But if they're emotional, you can't explain how it's not a big deal. Like two nights ago, we just had our first grandson and they brought him up here for dinner Sunday night. And my daughter, my five-year-old was like, oh, I have this little stuffy that I want him to cuddle. And so I thought, and my daughter, older daughter thought she was giving it to him. Well, then after they leave and it's way past her bedtime, cause she got to stay up with her older brothers. Cause none of my older kids live at home anymore. Um, so I'm trying to put her to bed and she is having this massive meltdown because she needs that stuffy to go to bed. <laughs> and we thought she was giving it away and says like they are gone they live a half hour away like you are not getting that stuffy tonight mm -hmm. and so and I'm horrible about bedtime like I want you to go to bed <laughs> I am done <laughs> so like having to put aside my frustration and my like this is just ridiculous you have 50 other stuffies you don't even you know, like this isn't even your favorite one or anything and like set all that aside and be like, okay, I see you are really, really sad and you're really, really disappointed and you're not getting the rabbit back tonight, <laughs> you know, and it didn't help that she was extremely tired and whatever, but like I just had to make the space and actually I had to make the space for her emotion and she would calm down and then she would instantly get worked up again, which is, I've learned an indication that it's more than the emotion. The enemy is coming in, trying to trump on that emotion. Mm -hmm. So I finally, after like three times of getting her calmed down and then her escalating again, I'm like, who are you listening to? What, what's, you know, what are, well, I don't know. And usually she's pretty quick of like, oh, I was listening to the enemy if if that was what was going on but this night she was like I don't know and I'm like well would God be telling you that you're not going to be okay with this without this stuffy to go to bed no like well then who's talking to you the enemy like okay so what can we do about that and she's she's a little warrior so she's like I can cut his head off like <laughs> so like that. 30 seconds later she was ready to go to bed after like 20 to 30 minutes of like wailing and just distraught beyond anything. Um, so like, it's a really good picture of how the enemy comes in and manipulates our emotions and tries to keep telling us like, no, you need to feel this way. This is the only way you're going to be okay. And mm -hmm. like, no, recognize that that's not true. That's not what God would be telling you. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to listen to that. That's such a good example of like you creating that space. Like to me, that's, I mean, several years ago, that's just unimaginable to me. I would have just yeah, been me like, too. <laughs> go to bed, you know, like we can deal with this uh -huh. tomorrow or like, this is ridiculous. Like we don't need to, we don't need mm -hmm. to spend time doing this. Like, I love that you said you can't be emotional and logical at the same time. Like that is such truth right there and I I can even see within myself you know my logical side wants to take over all the time like I don't mm -hmm. want those emotions I just want to push them I just want to stuff them I want to put them back in that trunk where they belong um <laughs> false yes <laughs> there's the enemy right there mm -hmm. um 
but that's so good that you 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 almost have to make you have to make room and Mm -hmm. slow down and really realize that realize the importance of dealing with that emotion and processing that emotion and and recognizing the truth of that emotion over like getting the extra 20 minutes of sleep right Mm -hmm. yeah and I totally like I tell my older kids all the time I'm like I am so sorry (laughs) I must have been a really mean mom (laughs) like because yeah I would have totally been like just go to bed. I'm not dealing with this and possibly even like stop it or you're going to get a swat. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just no reason for this. You'll get the rabbit back the next time we see your sister and like mm-hmm. just no room whatsoever yeah. for that. So, yeah. The other thing I, I heard you say that I think is really good that I'd love to hear a little bit more about is, um, you know, within your own story, you said, you know, you were learning really about your own emotions at the same time you were beginning to teach your kids. Um, And I think that's a huge um, kind of mental mindset block that a lot of us moms can run into is feeling like I have to figure out all of this before I can even teach my kids or just even feeling too overwhelmed to begin that process because you Mm -hmm. feel so far behind or unequipped or whatever it is. So can you speak to that a little bit from your own experience or what you teach about, you know, really being okay learning alongside your kids in this? Yeah, I think that's a beautiful perspective shift the Lord gave me just when my kids were young, I guess, that everything I needed to know, he could give me in a way that was simple enough to teach my kids. And we could learn together. And so that like takes the pressure off of, I don't know, I suppose it kind of comes from our culture. Like you need expert teachers and expert doctors and expert. So we feel like, yeah, I need to have it all figured out before I can give it to them. But he tells us to come to him with the faith of a child. And so anything we need to know for successful life or relationship with him is simple enough to teach your kids. And that means you get to learn it at a little kid level, (laughs) which is so freeing instead of like, I need to get it at this master's or doctorate level. Like, no, it's really pretty basic of like understanding, okay, I can't be emotional and logical at the same time. So if I'm feeling emotional, what are the things I can do to come back down to a place where I can be logical and show up as myself? And so looking for like what are they needing especially if you grew up with childhood emotional neglect is exactly what you're needing because these relational skills of how do we manage our emotions and how do we make good choices from them should have been taught in healthy relationships as kids Mm. and so we really need to start there and learning them at a childish level. So that makes it easier because we need the same things our kids need. Yes. And so that can be, you know, finding the chart with the six emotions, happy, mad, sad, scared, disgusted, and whatever the sixth one is. (laughs) And like, that's enough to start with. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, when you read stories, what are those characters feeling and why? What are times that you felt like that when you're watching movies or shows, um, the new 
Daniel Tiger one is really good. Like it has a lot of just practical, oh, if I'm feeling mad, what can I do? Or I don't want to share, you know, like we need that. <laughs> right. If we didn't get it growing up, just like they do. So learning alongside them, I guess, just to take that pressure off that it's the same skills and the Lord's going to show you how you need to apply it as you're helping them figure out how they need to apply it. I think that's one of the beautiful things of motherhood. Like he uses what we're teaching our kids to teach and shape us mm-hmm. so often. <laughs> yes. That's such a good encouragement. Like, I mean, Jesus is our ultimate teacher and Um, like you had mentioned, you know, we are called to come to him with the faith of a child and, and to know that like, we can learn at that level. Like it's okay. You know, we we actually need to learn at that level, right? Because if we go try and learn it at the master's level, it's just going to be cognitive mm -hmm. and it's still not going to come through in the relationship because it's relational we have to learn it in relationship yes that's so true I love that I know that's you know something that I've struggled with and that I see you know a lot of women struggle with is kind of bringing things from your head to your heart and I feel like everything that you are teaching and sharing with us is like bridging that gap like when you learn to recognize the emotions and process them then it allows you to um, kind of connect what is going mm-hmm. on in your head to what is going on with your heart, with the truth of Jesus and the beauty of that relationship. And it's just so good. I feel so encouraged. Hopefully if you are listening Yay. to this, you also <laughs> feel encouraged. So, <laughs> um, okay. I feel like you shared a couple practical tips in there. Um, you know, starting with the basics of the emotions and, and being okay with, you know, learning alongside what you're teaching your kids, obviously creating space to process those emotions and kind of um, some of those mindset shifts of, you know, it sacrifice 20 minutes of sleep or, you know, getting off your schedule a little bit in order to process these emotions. Like those are very practical things. And I love that. Is there anything else, um, you know, any other specific tool or strategy that you want to share with, um, maybe the mom who's listening right now who realizes that they're not where they want to be with emotional maturity, um, but they don't know where to start. I think I would say start with sitting with the Lord and seeing what do you actually believe about emotions? Mm -hmm. And that's not, not what do you believe in your head about emotions? I mean, you could make that list too, (laughs) but in your heart and in your behavior, what does it show that you believe about your emotions? And then getting his perspective on where that needs to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding someone who is more emotionally mature and scripturally founded, not religiously founded, but scripturally mm-hmm. founded, um, to talk to is huge because like growing up I or not growing up as a young mom I don't know how many times I said like I wish I had somebody to come and mother me mm-hmm. it's like yeah here I am trying to mother these little kids and I'm just screwing it up all the time and like I know what to do but I'm 
And I actually didn't know what to do. Sometimes I did, but a lot of times I just knew what not to do. Mm-hmm. And so finding someone, whether that's hiring or professional or finding someone in your church or community that you can be like, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. Like you have a good relationship with your kids. How do you do that? What did that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and having that community to be able to practice having healthy relationships, learning how to have hard conversations, learning to listen to your emotions and going, okay, I think this is what it's saying, but now what? (laughs) Yep. I love that. That's so good. I mean, obviously the basis being just sit with the Lord first and foremost, you know, he is the one who's going to be revealing those, these things to you and then ask yourself kind of these hard questions. Um, And that's the same kind of things that, you know, I share with my clients, even like on the health level. Um, and I'm sure you can kind of relate to this, uh, McCoven, being a, a coach, a lot of times our role is to be that space creator mm-hmm. for our clients because it can be so hard and so overwhelming at times to think about how do I even sit and create this space for myself to sit down with the Lord and ask these questions or process through you know, my emotions or lack thereof growing up, um, you know, and, and and just being able to come and sit with a coach who has been through and felt what you're feeling and can just hold that space for you um, Mm -hmm. is like so powerful. So I just love that. That is what the Lord has called you to do. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so Tell us where listeners can connect with you or find out more or learn from you. Um, my website is mccovejohnson.com. So just my name. Um, and if you go to the blog that has my new podcast, the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up podcast. And um, I have a Kingdom Mothers Rise Up Facebook community too, which is probably the best place to connect be able to have conversation in there. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for sharing your wisdom and your encouragement with us. And um, yeah, if you are listening to this and really feeling um, a tug about um, just emotions, not understanding them, not being able to create that space, definitely reach out to McCove. I know that um, she would be happy to hold that space for you. Yeah, it was awesome, Lauren. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes each week. And if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support and encouragement you need on your journey to healthy and empowered living. Also, if you're interested in working with me through my coaching program, you can book a free discovery call or email me to learn more. You'll find all the links to connect with me in the show notes. Until next time.